Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 21st of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to the website and you can read the disclaimer in there if you feel that way inclined. Well, as they say, may you live in interesting times, and it certainly has been an interesting couple of days in New York and overseas markets. Big bounce last night, biggest bounce since March, up 1.62%, 550 points for the Dow, 34,512 by the dip. Everybody had their buy boots on yesterday after that big 700-odd point fall on Monday. So still down around 150-odd points from uh, Friday night's close, but certainly a pretty good sign that it's buy-the-dip mentality remains in place. 1.6% for the Dow, 1.6% just shy for the NASDAQ, up 224 points to 14,499. And the S&P 500... Not even middle for diddle today. A laggard down 1.52, uh, sorry, up 1.52%. So used to saying down, but up 65 points to 43.23. But down and dirty was the VIX, as you would expect. As a big bounce, we saw options on the CBOE, that premium coming off, down 12.3%, back down to 19.73. And I would expect to see that continue to drift lower if the market continues to push higher. (coughs) As a result, we've got our SPY futures this morning showing a gain of 49 points, but we may be a little bit cautious ahead of those 11 a.m. numbers from Auntie Glad and Uncle Dan. But uh, 49 points, pretty good, and certainly making up (coughs) half of what we have lost this week so far. In commodities, we have Brent crude up 1.06%, 73 cents to 69.35. We've got WTI up a dollar or 1.51%, 67.42. And gold up $2.20, hardly moving the needle really there. Didn't actually do very much when the market fell and hasn't done very much when the market has risen. Iron ore pretty much unchanged as well. Uh, that was uh, flatlining at 220 spot 05 US dollars a ton. Aussie dollar 73.30, so pretty much where it was last night. As far as other commodities go, we had copper up 1.25%, nickel up 1.2%, aluminium up 1.5%, zinc slightly easier down 0.24%, lead up 1.6%, and tin up 0.8 of a percent. So uh, a little bit of action in those commodities last night. Here you can see the S&P 500 and you can see it was a pretty uh, meteoric rise from the outset, a bit like a Tesla flying off the blocks and then flatlining for the rest of the day and easing off slightly as we went into the close, waiting on US corporate results. And we have seen some this afternoon after the markets closed. We did see Netflix come out, which was slightly disappointing on some of those membership numbers that they have uh, been 
knocking the lights out recently. Far as major stories go, stock traders buy the dip in the best day since March. Banks miners seen leading the dividend spree for Australian stocks. France cracks down on car, home and plane emissions in a new law. Uh, a major Chinese city hit by flooding after record rainfall. Uh, senators in the US are racing to finish drafting bipartisan infrastructure bill, but effort could take until next week. That headline will remain, I suspect, for some time to come. And Nasdaq working with big banks to create a platform for trading private company shares. And the US and China, that conflict on the ideological basis continues to rumble around. Interestingly, though, yesterday I watched the Hamish Douglas uh, investor briefing with 5,000 other people uh, with Tiki Fullerton and the deputy, well, the ex-deputy director of the CIA. And Hamish was talking a lot about China and the US uh, reaction and uh, their actions against China. And the CIA, former deputy director, had uh, some interesting things to say on that. I've got to say, it's probably a half hour of my life I won't get back. But it, uh, he did have one interesting thing to say, which was to look at what they do rather than just what they say, because the two are very different. Some is politics and some is actual action. As far as uh, what's on here today, we've got a few economic numbers coming out. We've got Westpac leading index for June, retail sales preliminary for June as well. Front page of the AFR today, the inquiry has told in Victoria that Crown should be stripped of its Melbourne casino licence and Helen Coonan is not a fit individual to be running the show. BHP uh, was up 2.1% in US time, Rio up 1.5% there, so expecting a bit of a bounce back there. That New York Stock Exchange FANG Plus Index, 1.2% higher, up Apple up 2.6%. The Pan-European Stock Index, though, rose only around half a percent. It did fall 2% the day before, so only clawing back some of the losses. UBS reported last night in the European Union as well. They climbed 5.3%. And Halliburton is predicting a bit of a a renaissance in oil and energy companies. They reported a 33.5% rise in second quarter profits. And BHP is also, this is a story that's running around the market at the moment, is considering getting out of oil and gas in a multi-billion dollar exit as it looks to speed up its retreat from fossil fuels uh, because BHP did sell some of its oil and gas assets recently, uh, some of the ones that it bought with PetroHawk takeover some years ago, and it's now thinking about exiting completely its oil and gas businesses. Uh, Of course, with the oil where it is now, it might be a timely way to exit and become more ESG-friendly for investors. And, of course, that potash business that BHP has been looking at could be the fourth leg, along with copper, iron ore and coal, which, I have to say, BHP also is trying to retreat from as well. So they might be left with three legs, iron ore, copper and potash. Uh, And BHP, yesterday's production report, did highlight one significant aspect in its comparison with Rio, where the two majors do tend to fight it out. Uh, They've got their costs for iron ore production down to around $13 to $14 a tonne, which actually makes them the lowest cost producer in the Pilbara, lower even than Fortescue, and considerably lower than Rio, which is producing iron ore at $18 to $18.50 US a tonne. Still a massive amount of profit in there, 200 odd dollars in terms of their profit there. 
Oil search very much in play at the moment. Big rise yesterday after it was revealed by the chairman a day after he denied that there had been approaches that they had been talking to Santos about a mega merger to create a $22 billion behemoth. Woodside may also be interested, it appears, and it's more a question of price than strategic direction now for oil search and trying to extract the greatest price for shareholders from any merger between Santos and oil search and maybe even Santos or rather oil search and Woodside. Of course, oil search currently somewhat rudderless having their chief executive uh, Dr. Kieran Wolf resign on Monday, the day before this all blew up. Netflix disappointed with their numbers. They added 1.5 million customers. They've now got 209 million customers in total. A year ago, it was significantly different. David Jones sales rebounded 17.1% in the June half. They were down 17% in the same period last year. And who and agriculture, uh, aquaculture rather, um, who do the salmon farming, could be caught in the net of the Brazilian behemoth JBS. Final bids for this company are due on July the 27th, and JBS, which has just bought a meat processing business, and Hewan Agriculture, which is valued around $300 million, uh, could be its next target. And in other news today, probably one of the worst-kept secrets in the market is the Autodesk, which had been bidding $38.50 for Altium has pulled the bid there. So expect some downside today to come in Altium. Question of the day today. There was a lot of focus on Bitcoin when it was 65,000 and the world was saying it was going to 100,000 and beyond, like Buzz Lightyear, infinity and beyond. But it's now trading below or around 30,000 US dollars. Is Bitcoin a buy below $30,000? It certainly is... uh, in the news again at the moment. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights over there as usual. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members helping members is the motto there. And of course, Chris has got his chart chat today at uh, around lunchtime. So tune in for that if you're inclined for technical analysis and want to know what Chris is thinking. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day. Thank you.